0: welcome back to wait oh you gonna sing i
1: was gonna sing the i curly theme song while waiting <laughs>
0: she that time i didn't even try to catch her and she's just ready <laughs> leave it all to her leave it all to me welcome back to c3 i'm your host colin and i'm jordan grab a cocktail and have a seat while we talk about some crime and our crippling depression also we sucked really bad lately it even thinking about picking a cocktail we just kind of have alcohol next to us and then casually drink it but
1: it's fall time angry orchard has out their fall pack i will make no other rules it is just the season of white bitch drink so
0: <laughs> pumpkin spice everything Literally. what is giving you a crippling depression today jordan
1: um just bald white bitches still Um, My itchy kneecap with my bug bites and in other news, my mom had her first therapy session and once again, we're not the problem, just the bald white bitches. (laughs) So I'm doing great.
0: Period. Anywho, what about you, Colin? Um... I've gone to the gym three times now and okay, I'm not skinny kid. yet. So like I mean I want same my money it's bag. like how
1: when I starve myself until like three PM and I don't see that I'm skinny I'm like, <laughs> What was the point of starving <laughs> myself all day? I could have had a fucking I can't, all
0: day. I can't lift a car. Like I got no superpowers or anything. I know. I want him so to lift, lift my car to like a tow is the shop point or something of me doing he all said this. no,
1: not yet. And I was like, Then why are you even going to the gym?
0: Yo, me and Jordan went and saw Oh my god. Dante and Aristotle discovered the secrets of the universe Cried. last night. Shit was traumatizing i will wait for it to come out on streaming services before we give anything away so that way everyone has a that cares to watch it has a chance danielle in germany um
1: danielle's already (laughs) getting forced to watch it i might find that bitch on fucking youtube like a bootleg version because that shit was trauma oh
0: yeah i'm gonna make destiny watch it with me the second that shit drops but
1: oh my god i sobbed like a baby i was holding the fucking movie seat in front of us for emotional support
0: I know I'm not supposed to be here today, but she called me afterwards still crying. (laughs) Well, yeah, no shit. That's how you knew I was
1: crying. Okay, anyway, so I called my mom crying afterwards, and she's trying to out me. I have no shame. I cried my eyelashes off to the point where, like, they came off after my shower today, so gang shit, you know? I'm
0: dead. We're back on a themed episode. We're just kind of, I guess, doing whatever we want at this point. Sometimes we'll have a theme. Sometimes we won't, because if I try to commit to a schedule, it's just not going to work out, and that is what it is. We're just all about it out here in the streets. Hand it off to Jordan. We are covering stocking cases today.
1: So I'm covering Teresa Saldana... Um, She was born August 20th, 1954, and she passed away June 6th of 2016. She was an American actress, an activist, as well as a writer. She is known for her role as Rachel Scalani, wife of the police commissioner Tony Scalani in the 1990s television series, The Commish, for which she received a Golden Globe in 1994. She was also in major film roles, which was Lenora LaMotta, the wife of Joe, PC's daughter, in the 1980s film Raging Bull, and as a Beatles fan in the 1978 Beatles Media movie as well. She was known for raising public awareness for the crime of stalking after surviving the attack that I will be covering that happened with a obsessed fan at her home in 1982. So, first-hand experience, went on to make some damn change because she's a badass bitch. So, she was born in Brooklyn, in New York, for anyone who's not in the U.S. She was... Born in Brooklyn, which for anybody, aka Germany, um, that's in New York, which I'm sure yeah, you guys know. We that said too, but...
0: Germany because uh, Danielle has left the house. She's, <laughs> she said that's <laughs> how you treat your number one fan.
1: Anyway, I thought she was coming. I thought she heard her name was yeah. en route. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll never be free. She was correcting my mispronunciation. So this is going to be a really well edited podcast, as you know. You queens love to listen. There's about 25 minutes before I even get to this point of just us laughing because she's correcting me so hard that I can't keep it together. So just know the beginning three sentences was hard. (laughs) 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 Just in case you can't hear, she's yelling that she was dismissed and it's because I couldn't stop fucking laughing in (laughs) In her own house, just so y'all know. Um, She was adopted five days after her birth by Davina and Tony Solana, um, the family of a Puerto Rican and Italian American heritage. She did take dance lessons as a child, and after suffering a serious shoulder injury while being a part of a tumbling team, she enrolled in acting at the age of 12. And she was spotted by a talent scout while performing in an off-Broadway musical called the New York City Street Show in 1977. And then she was cast in the 1978 film called Nunzio. Probably butchering that. We're just going to keep rolling. No stopping. So on March 15th, 1982, um, Saldana was stalked by Arthur Richard Jackson, a 46-year-old drifter from Aberdeen, Scotland. He became obsessed with her after seeing her in the 1980s film Defiance and Raging Bull and he hired a private investigator who obtained the unlisted phone number of her mother.
0: I want you to know, I think Josh tried to give me this case. I'll tell you at the end, so I don't ruin anything. Go ahead.
1: Okay, period. Thanks. He then called her mother and posed as Martin Socrates. Can't pronounce anything for shit today, so just keep rolling with it. Assistant saying that he needed her residential address in order to contact her for replacing an actress in a film in Europe. So he approached her in the front street of her house, In broad daylight on March 15th, 1982, and he attacked her with a five and a half inch hunting knife puncturing her lungs. His attack was so fierce that the blade bent, and although there were many nearby onlookers, including children, the attack was only interrupted by a delivery man, Jeff Fien, um, who intervened after hearing her cries for help um he rushed from the second floor of an apartment building and incapacitated jackson so he beat the shit out of him got him to stop she's severely injured she was hospitalized for 10 stab wounds and underwent a four-month hospital stay at motion picture hospital and she relived the incident in a television film victims for victims the theresa salanda story and again, an episode of Hunter. So Jackson served almost 14 years in prison for the assault and making subsequent threats against her and her rescuer while in prison. So the motherfucker didn't even give up after he's going to jail. So he's, like, still trying to fuck with them. She survived this? Yes. Okay, good. She passed away from kind of, like, older age illnesses. That's why she passed in 2016. Okay. So she did survive sure. her attack. He was to be extradited to the United Kingdom in 1996 to be tried for a 1966 robbery and murder. Jackson once saw himself as the benevolent angel of death. Well, Cliff Notes, we'll come back to that because that's shit crazy. I'm gonna give myself that nickname. So he was found not guilty by diminished responsibility in 1997, and then he was committed to a British psychiatric hospital where he died of heart failure in 2004 at the age of 68 i do think it was the right step to put him in a mental hospital because something was wrong with him if he was that obsessed with someone to kill them mm-hmm. i'm still confused on how we got there but go off king so his method of finding and approaching her inspired stalker robert john bardo to hire a private investigator to contact rebecca schaefer a younger sitcom star who he subsequently murdered also in west hollywood on july 18th 1989 i was going to cover her originally too
0: yeah so that's who josh sent to me and i don't like super popular cases and stuff and i Mm -hmm. don't like older cases i try to find modern and something i at least haven't heard of Mm -hmm. i've covered like probably five cases now that i've like Mm -hmm. previously known about from another podcast one of them covered that and It was funny because Josh gave it to me and I'm terrible with names. Mm -hmm. So I could, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think, I can't remember fully what he said, but then my next line to him was just like, yeah, there was this one stalking case I remember where this dude like showed up to this famous person's house and shot her in the chest and it's why so I literally told him about the fucking case I love that that you. he gave me the name for what a king. and neither of us like realized at the together. time because he he thought that I knew what I was talking about, that it was just a different case. No, same fucking case.
1: I love that for you guys. Really? That's very on par for the brand. So following her long recovery, she did found the Victims for Victims organization and participated in lobbying for the 1990s Anti-Stalking Act and the 1994 Drivers Protection, the Drivers Privacy Protection Act both which came into being partially of a consequence of her attack and also Rebecca's as well. The experience also inspired her to play herself in the television show Victims for Victims like I previously mentioned and she authored a book called Beyond Survival which is a memoir of her experiences after being attacked. That's awesome that they
0: let her play herself.
1: I feel like I feel like it was probably really healing for her to mm-hmm. have to I hope her she own got some
0: I hope they stuck to what she wanted the story to be. Yeah, cuz I know a instead lot of, of trying times to, like, places like, rewrite will it. take it and like take creative integrity with Mm -hmm. it and then it's all that's not even what happened and then and
1: that's definitely not what i went through so i don't even want it i think since she was playing in it i think she probably got a good say in it especially because it was her
0: story yeah i hope so
1: so dina did die on june 6 2016 at the age of 61 after being hospitalized with pneumonia so she did survive her attack live a long life did a lot of good ass shit with what happened to her and passed away of old age so i feel like it's more not necessarily old age but you know you get older shit happens so she definitely was at least still able to live her life and her attacker got the mental health care that he needed so yeah so I feel like it was a little not, bit more upbeat so yeah, not i tried as bad as last week. last week was as bad so i was trying to go on a higher <laughs> note you know
0: so for mine i'm covering the michelle hadley case i'm hoping you don't know this one but you probably do because it's v popular and i you know? We're here. It is what it is. So, I'm going to be covering the Michelle Hadley case. I'm confident that Jordan knows this because she was like long into true crime before I started. So, Michelle Hadley was 26 years old when she met 35 year old US Marshal Ian Diaz, and this was in the late 2013. She was freshly divorced from her high school sweetheart and only relationship at the time. They met on a dating site, and then it was said that he said, I love you on the second date. Run. And yes, we do. We agree. Let's run. She didn't find it weird as he was older and more experienced. Mm -mm. And then in the spring of 2014, they moved in together. In December of 2014, he proposed and she said yes. And then in 2015, they moved into a two-story condo in downtown Anaheim. And I told Jordan, I think that's in California. 90% sure I Googled it. Their relationship had long been declining. And then I will give everybody details as to why later. They split at the end of the summer. And there was an ongoing disagreement over the property, the condo that they owned, Mm -hmm. because she had taken she gave fourteen thousand and some change towards the down payment and then they were splitting the mortgage diaz had remained at the property and she moved out but hadley was paying half of the mortgage and in 2015 they came to an agreement that in june 2016 diaz would take over the payments and then if at that time diaz could not afford it that they'd just sell the place Uh uh-huh so, at some point before the agreement had been reached between Hadley and Diaz, she had sent him quite a f- few emails, including one where she lost her cool and phrases such as, I will bring the for- full force of the law and the word of God against you to judge you. I don't remember what the rest of the emails said, but uh, she was like...
1: Alright, that's and then off the chain. Go, Jesus.
0: At the... At the time, Diaz did report her emails and the fact that he had been banned from the job that she works at in Chapman University. So this was like kind of because he's a U.S. Marshal, too. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the beginning of him like being like, hey, she's a problem to the authorities. So he also applied for a restraining order and stated that Hadley was emotionally unstable and she has a history of fits of rage. Hmm. But it was denied. Hmm. Then in January of 2016, Diaz met Angela Connell. Mm -hmm. And then a month later, they got married and Man, he
1: just likes to move fucking fast, Oh, absolutely. Put the damn brakes on. You're going to be potentially third failed marriage, dude.
0: (laughs) Fucking (laughs) slow down. So yeah, a month later, they got married and a pregnant Angela moved in with him. And she's pregnant? Yeah. I don't know if she got pregnant via him because there was some like (laughs) misinformation. Sorry, my laptop's- doing noise things and i don't know where it's coming from so just accept it there was some i don't know how whether it was his baby whether she was pregnant before they met and got married don't he know what's going like on he just seems like a
1: full steam ahead he fucking knocked her up first date was like let's get married since you're pregnant yeah. baby
0: so then in oh
1: u.s marshall makes sense
0: in may the now angela diaz obviously they're married, ma- yeah started receiving threatening emails from what appeared to be hadley and i think one of the email names or like online personas was lilith hadley and then i copy and pasted this shit directly from the buzzfeed article that i'm gonna give you guys some of the emails so it said may 29th this is one of them i hope you are scared to death tomorrow be prepared don't sleep we will steal your child and we will watch as it dies you are a piece of shit and i hope to god you burn for what you have done to us then. Number
1: one, how are you going to be prepared if you can't sleep? And number three, the rest of that email was really over the top. There was no need for all that. <laughs> that
0: was all caps from you are a piece of shit. Not to a Trump tweet. What, what oh my God, that as. bitch does need Who to be locked
1: up. Her multiple personalities. Must be, right?
0: Probably. So May 31st, you deserve nothing but a life of lonely torture. I have ways to hurt you. There is no place you will be safe anymore. I feel that. June 1st you might be beautiful you might be the one he married but you are still a sinner and must be punished i will make sure you are reminded of your place by force is she then getting june her because 2nd she was
1: pregnant before the marriage what
0: <laughs> is she trying to like shame
1: her because she was pregnant before they got married
0: i don't i don't know when she got pregnant so i'm not sure so
1: fucking wild
0: and then june 2nd i know you were leaving work i watch as you walk let's play a game Okay, so, so on June 6th, Hadley received a sh- restraining order in the mail from Diaz, which I believe was upheld at a court hearing June 17th. While these emails were coming in, some included photos of women that were beaten, had black eyes, or being groped by men in masks, or naked and strangled. I guess I should have given a blanket trigger warning for, like, sexual assault-esque things. Was she- so- No, you're good. No, you're here. You can speak. Danielle's at the tables. Okay. Hi. Um,
1: Do you think she was trying... She was doing that to try to shift them from not thinking it was coming from her? Like the types of images and stuff she was sending? Did I get ahead of us? I think she's just lulu.
0: You'll see when I get there. You will. I'm glad she hasn't heard of this case. It makes me feel better. I haven't heard of this case. So there had been There had also been Craigslist ads put up looking for rape fantasy partners. They included the Anaheim address that Angela and her husband lived at. She knows this case now. I know this freaking case Um, On June 24th, 2006, Angela called and reported that she had been attacked by one of these men. And there were several other reports of men showing up in various calls to police.
1: And that must be, like, terrible because they think... You're like a consenting party in this, and you're really not. So they're like, damn, she's like really into this. And yeah. then they're really like fucking attacking you. That has to be terrifying. Even, there are many sick people are out there I mean, a lot. Kind
0: of there shit. are even in the ads, it says, like, even if I fight back, don't stop. And and that's stuff what I'm like saying. That. Like,
1: that has to be terrifying. Like, you're genuinely scared. And they're like, man, she's really into this shit. And like, I was a l- little
0: confused, which anyone who doesn't know this case will see why shortly. Because it did say that the police intercepted two of the potential rape fantasy people the same night of the attack hadley returned home from a date and was arrested she spent one night in jail and then was bailed out by her parents who posted ten thousand dollars cash one evening angela called to report a mysterious teen lurking around her home and hadley was arrested again the next day but bail was set at one million dollars and her parents could obviously could not afford that now with accusations of being harassed by email and someone going as far as to make craigslist ads for mm-hmm. rape fantasies mm-hmm. and clear threats of violence and stuff like that like what do you think the first thing investigators should look at is
1: mm, probably if her windows are clean or not i think that's a solid guess
0: <laughs> you would think oh i have well it certainly wasn't check the fucking ip address oh never for of these course emails and craigslist accounts i really don't know where that sounds coming from it's pissing me off
1: I think your cord's dying
0: maybe? Either way, if they had checked the IP address of where these emails were being sent from, they would realize that they were all being sent from and to the same IP address as the Anaheim home that Ian and Angela live at, Angela's father's home, and Angela's phone. It turns out Ian was quite controlling and abusive, asking Michelle to adopt a sexier look, waiting while wanting her to take a $20,000 pay cut to leave her job and work at a Disneyland resort, that he had formerly worked at and she believes that it was to keep an eye on her Also, well, that his old co-workers could she believed he was also tracking her car because if she like steered too far from like her normal path on a day-to-day she would immediately receive a phone call from her he fr- he would frequently ask her to have sex with other men while he watched and she would always say no and then at some point she even threatened to break up if he continued to push the issue but then eventually on a valentine's day it does not it didn't give me what year just a valentine's day she gave in and he filmed her having sex with another man Mm -hmm. the next day it said something about her i think she was sick Mm -hmm. it was on like some cough medicine and Mm -hmm. like she said she took a shot of fireball to kind of give herself the courage or whatever Mm -hmm. but she deeply regretted it the next day and asked him to destroy the tape to which he responded no one put a gun to your head so at the end of all this and the anaheim police skipping even the basics of investigating michelle wrongfully spent about three months total in jail before the charges were dropped angela was sentenced to five years in state prison after she pleaded guilty to 10 felony and 22 misdemeanor charges including kidnapping false imprisonment and falsely reporting a crime to a peace officer the city settled the lawsuit that michelle had put out against them and i'm not sure for what amount or anything like that and at the time this article was published ian had faced no further charges or investigations clearly because he's a u.s Mm -hmm. marshal now i'm going to go over to justice.gov Um, to read something that i found really quick which makes me happy that i'm covering this case now because there's actually a little bit more resolution than the last time i heard someone cover it on june 30th 2023 a former deputy u.s marshal previously assigned to the u.s district courthouse in los angeles california was sentenced to 121 months of imprisonment and three years of supervised release after being convicted at trial of one count of conspiracy to commit cyber-stalking, one count of cyber-stalking, one count of perjury, and one count of obstructing a federal proceeding. Ian Diaz was convicted and sentenced in the Central District of California. So mm-hmm. he's spending 10 years and one month in jail. And then I'm like, fuck yeah. His charges
1: are related to, to, this. to stalking Angela or what this Angela all- did?
0: It was a group effort, him and Angela stalking So they did Michelle. it to her. Okay. Yeah, it was like a planned out thing. He kind of okay. made it, wanted to make it look like it was just Angela at the yeah. beginning. And then.
1: He eventually got his too. Okay.
0: Yeah, which, fuck yeah, he deserves that. Because I was pretty pissed to find out. I was like, oh, so he really did just straight up use his power. And a lot of people did say in the case of this, that's what this was, was law enforcement helping other law enforcement covers shit up that they were doing. And that do be how it be. But thankfully, um, I think, I like to believe Michelle's doing pretty well. Um, She's a baddie. I Period. kept seeing pictures of her. She's a baddie with a body. So I hope she's living her best life. Hopefully with a Sir man that's not a piece of us. shit. <laughs> Literally drop it like it's hot. All that good shit. So at some point, I would like me and Jordan to... Do the whole pre recorded thing for the outro, so we don't have to make this shit up every time. Mm-hmm. But we have a Patreon, there's three tiers dollar a month, you get access to cryptid bonus content, creepy shit, creepy, cryptid, whatever. Honestly, Jordan does what she wants. I'm kind of also doing what I want now, I'm but sure for, for me, it's in the realm of scary or paranormal cryptids. For five dollars a month, we you are now going to get Am I the Asshole? Whatever me and Jordan decide, and then for fifteen dollars a month, you get all three things.
1: So. And you can tell us whatever you want us to do for the episode. Yeah, you can pick the whole fucking thing.
0: And you won't get a text saying, "Uh, for fifteen dollars a month, we we'll definitely covered <laughs> that for you." Jordan's mom sent us a. Um, it was in a group text. She sent us a case that she wanted us to cover. <laughs> And I tried to send an Apple Pay request for fifteen dollars, and it wouldn't let me because it was. I would a like to text. state my
1: mom is a fifteen dollars supporter for a hot minute until some stuff happened where we had to move life around. Um, bald white man. Anyway, so she's no longer. So I was kind of like, I mean, he's not wrong, but whoa. So I just didn't involve myself in the <laughs> in the situation. It's very oh, funny. Oh, so
0: funny. I did it to to Josh as well. The one day he sent me. Uh, a it's case you wanted me yeah he sent me albert fish and i was just like 15 dollar request because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a running joke for me now um it's like you're asking for wifi privileges <laughs> mm. so we will we got to test the movie thing to see how that goes and then if it goes well every other month it'll be we cover cheap thriller then am i the asshole and we'll just bounce back and forth so I will see you over at Patreon in a few minutes for Am I the Asshole? Period. And that's on murder.
1: Period, period.